Yo, we're here with another episode of Convos with Keys. Um, I got my two music guys with me today. I got my boy Chris, uh, yes, aka sir. Crash Beats, and I got my uh, brother DeAndre, aka DJ Root. Uh, both both people are, are heavily in in the audio space, and so they're going to be giving us a little insight there, as well as we're going to have yeah. a, fun, a few other topics. You know how we get down, um, and y'all can introduce yourselves at your leisure. Uh, you can go ahead first, DeAndre. Then get get right, Chris. Hey, this is DJ Rude of San Diego. I mean, by way of Detroit, you know, always got to represent that three one three. Representing the fresh state, hip hop wins. Uh, Sucker DJs, man. I'm in more groups than uh, Avengers and shit. So you know, I'm just here. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, for sure. Yeah, you know, just a DJ. And all around fun guy, I guess. That's what it says on my Tinder profile, always. For sure, that boy, that boy, is a popular <laughs> nerd. That boy, is a popular <laughs> nerd, would say the least. Yeah. Uh, but you know, goddamn, it's your boy Chris Crash. It's your third time hearing me. Been on this podcast before, so you already know the deal. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, real quick, some logistics. Is this podcast has evolved a lot? Um, throughout its runtime. This is our 16th episode, and uh, each one I feel like is getting better and better with the content, with the people we're having on here. Um, and, and me and Chris, we have such a good dynamic. Uh, you know, so we had a, a short introduction to each other's, into each other's lives back in Atlanta, but our conversations and the, and the way that we um, navigate certain spaces uh, within this podcast have been going well, so you'll be seeing a lot more of Chris. You know what I'm saying? It may turn into convos with uh, Chris and Keith or some shit like that. But um, saying that, you know what I'm saying? Let's get started. Um, before yeah. every podcast, you, you know I got to do my little spiel. Spiel. Um, <laughs> get into it. Get uh, so, into it. Uh, before we start, a reminder that this isn't a debate. I'm not trying to change perspective, get you on the side, or argue. This is a space where opinions and ideas are heard without judgment or expectation. This is a conversation. This is a convo with Keys and Chris. Yes. <laughs> uh, so let's get started, man. Where, where y'all want to start? Um, so th- this is going to be up to you, Dean, right? Okay. Uh, we either can do this this pseudo-interview thing, right, where I'm actually, yeah. you, yeah. like you said, you're in a lot of groups. You, you have a... Um, a lot of influence, I would say, in San Diego in the music slash creative space. Um, we can do that, or uh, we can start off a little bit more casual uh, with a few different yeah. topics in the news. And you know what I mean. So it's yeah. up to you. Give, give me what Fellas, you want. You know what? Let's, uh, since I like talking about myself the least, let's get that out of the way. With the fucking sure. interviews, and then we can ease on into our our our. Uh, daily topics and shit, you know? For sure. Let's get right, right? So just uh, give the people a little synopsis of a few things you do. I know you are uh, got the battle by you. I created that a few years ago. Um, you do a little yep. bit of DJing of your own, right? Where you um, yeah. DJ for a few weddings, you DJ for personal parties. Um, yeah. And you also a lot make... Of MCs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you, you also make beats and you, and you do a little production for different MCs. So give me a little, you know I'm saying, background on that. For, uh, um, for the people. Yeah, man. I mean, I started in, man, after high school, 2009, learning from our DJ Artistic. Uh, I was like carrying crates, doing the, paying the dues, passing out the flyers, going to the shows, setting up shit. Um, and I was like, and if we want to take it back further than that, 
it started when I got my first like Run DMC CD. You know, CDs are this disc you used to listen to shit on. Just uh, just in case uh, the millennials. Oh wait, I'm a millennial. Gen Z is listening. My bad. Um, Gen O or something. They got so many fucking letters. Too many letters. We run out of letters for shit. Um, But no, so yeah, my my love for hip hop just comes from hip hop keeping me out of trouble. Um, Just yeah, really keeping me out of trouble. I could have been selling drugs, especially where we grew up. There was not a lot of opportunities. Uh, mm. People normally get this negative, like a view from hip hop, where it's like, "Yo, uh, pimp my bitch, sell this crack." Uh, but mm. nah, man, my, there's um, as I always like to say, there's beauty and grind, and the lyrics and like the mm. words of hip hop are my. I'm not religious, but I go to the church of hip hop. I like to say it's giving giving me so much life lessons. But I always tell people like Ten Crack Commandments. Yes, it's about how to move your drugs, but I got more life lessons out of Ten Crack Commandment than I got from Bill Gates. So, (laughs) 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 two two different avenues. Yeah, I was like, so like hip hop was our our schools, our churches. It was our news. It was people reporting on shit. But here in San Diego, I've been DJing since 2011. That's when I finally officially started DJing. So it's 2020 now. So it's been nine years. So we just—I like to keep do shit for the community. I'm the official DJ for my homeboys, Drake Cat and Cali the Dreamer. Matter mm-hmm. of fact, I don't know when this is gonna be released, but we got a show tomorrow in the park. We're gonna be social distancing. Don't worry. Um, gonna be masked up and everything. But I, I DJ for them. I'm the DJ for the Fresh Day, the collective of. California MCs. Also, we got some people all over the country. Shit. So we're the collective that do hip hop shows, hip hop events. Um, I represent San Diego. San Diego's best DJs is more of our business sides, our corporate mm-hmm. events, uh, weddings, things like that. Where like I put on shit and tie up the dreads a little. So yeah. I like I, there's a bunch of different avenues. I put, I learned how to produce. After I got the machine, the first machine, and watching YouTube videos, I, I went to U, YouTube University. Yeah. <laughs> um, every yeah, every time, time. I did too, bro. What was, the, uh, what was the first uh, machine that you used? Oh, the Native in- Yeah, it was the Native Instrument machine, like to make right. productions. Like right. Native Instrument maybe has my favorite like drum all in one beat machine. Like mm-hmm. the, I don't think there's anything better. When I wanted when I wanted to start making beats, I wanted to be like Dilla. Shout out Dilla, uh, rest in peace. I wanted to use an MPC, like that's the staple. Yeah, hey, I, I still problem. want one, bro. I still oh, want man. one, bro. I, I'm like, I'm, I'm gonna get one. I'm gonna get the one with the floppies. Also, see, yeah, get They don't know what the floppy disk is. Um, well, you gotta like, yo, know, I don't even know if they make floppy disk anymore, but I, I, I want that one. It just sounds. The sounds from it, the chops, the drums, just so clean and so like dirty. I, I, I like that grimy sound. Like I always loved New York hip hop for things like that. Nori, fucking Wu Tang, yeah. uh, fucking a tribe called Quest. Like yo, they just had like some of the like nastiest sounding beats. So man, man, there's there's so much about this hip hop shit. But yes. I'll, I'll like I said, I'll give you uh, some. Uh, some of the background on me and the events I do. 
right before, you know, before the Rona hit, uh, we were doing hip hop wins every Wednesday, giving everybody a different type of hip hop. Like yeah. we would do our first Wednesdays would be waves. That's why we playing the new hip hop people mm-hmm. like SOB or <clears throat> and shit playing like the guap dads playing like artists in San Diego coming up. I'm a big believer of playing the artists in our city. So like mm-hmm. I would be playing like the new artists, like uh, one of my favorite groups, uh, Die Ego, this collective in San Diego. I don't even like calling them a rap group because they do street wear. They rap. They fucking put on like shows, like mm-hmm. show off like fashion in the community. I would be playing things like that. Our second Wednesdays were fucking uh, Elbow Room. Well, and Elbow Room was one of my favorites because we opened it up. It was an open mic for hip hop acts. People mm-hmm. in the city could come. And that's how we would also like see you, yo. Are you really with this shit or are you just chilling? So we would have a sign up. We give producers, producers even get a chance. We do. I don't know anybody else who's letting producers come in and like, yo, you got 10 minutes, play some beats. There's MCs here, the rap over it. So that's what we were doing. MCs to come. Yo, and, you got it. Remind me of that, uh, that organization name that you have? Oh, one? it's Hip Hop Hip Hop Wins. But the second two, uh, second Wednesday of every month was Elbow Room. And then Elbow that's room. our one. Yeah, so that one, was, and that comes from my love of professional wrestling. So we yeah. were like, yeah, like we played video games, we rapped, we made, uh, had producers come through, have some special performances. So, um, yeah, man. Then our third, our third Wednesdays, like, yeah, our third Wednesdays were our ones where we brought people from out of town to come perform. Like, one of my favorite people we've had, Noah James. He, like, great dude. Uh, dude, we've had, right before we shut down, we were supposed to have Afro and 60 East. Shout out 60 East. Like, yeah, I, I got stories. <laughs> so he, he was going to come through. We've had fucking, man, uh, Gavlin. We've had Reverie. These are, like, people in our underground hip-hop scene that have been doing it for a while and doing it the best. So, like, yeah, so, and our night grew. It grew. Like, we had the backing of our community. It was, when you're going to hear me say, like, I hate to use the same words a lot. You're going to hear me say community culture a lot. So, just, if you're doing a drinking game, make sure not to drink too much. Don't be counting yeah. my community and cultures like that. Um, sure. I'll just say, wait, I'll be getting so caught up in uh, what I'll be saying. And I'll be like, damn, why do I keep saying that? I'll be saying, wait, yeah. but real quick. So, obviously, it's there's such a big parallel between the black culture and hip hop where um, we're so accepting and but we're so accepting of other people, right? We're, we're able to intermingle with other people. We have that accepting nature of anybody who want to come into it, anybody who want to be involved as well as we're also able to be multi talented in multiple industries. Right. And so yes. you being a DJ, um, how have, your your multiple loves got into it. You talked a little bit about wrestling being a part of it, video games being a part of it. How how has that implemented? I know some of your beats can get a little bit um, techno or a little bit video gameish, um, yeah. but you also have have the the old school uh, boom bap influence, right? So tell me a little yeah. bit about your different influences that came into play when this whole DJ thing, well, uh, as this whole DJ thing is building. Oh man, there's a bunch. I mean, like I said, I mentioned my love of wrestling. 
I'm a huge anime guy. I fucking, yes. like you said, like there's a bunch of shit. And when I started making beats, I would just make beats from things I was watching. I have like mm. a Mighty Morphin Power Ranger beat. I have like my, one of my first, first gigs was DJing at a wrestling event. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, I, and, I, and I'm going to be real. I was a nerd first before I was a hip hop head. Yeah. Like 100%. I was reading comic books and like uh, fucking watching Dragon Ball Z. I know that's the most like uh, basic bitch anime right now, but <laughs> that, that was my that was my gateway in the anime. So we like oh man, like I like even right now, like the last beat tape I just dropped. Um, I it, the cover art is One Piece because I've been more since quarantine started. I've been watching One Piece, so yes. like me and you can see like yo, I have like I have a song called Top, Top Turnbuckle. Which is like nothing. It's made from like uh, wrestling samples. And like, mm-hmm. and for me, like, I'm very motivated by it. Like, if I want to make some fresh content, like something with no samples, nothing. I don't listen to nobody. I don't watch anything. I mm-hmm. put myself in a box because I am highly influenced by the things I see or what I'm doing. So, mm-hmm. like the, the, and it's been one of those things where it's like, yo, I didn't realize how many hip hop heads were wrestling fans. One of my first songs um, that has MCs on it, shout out to my brothers, Rick Scales and Vinny, it's called Mandible Claw. And mm-hmm. they, like, cause my, one of my favorite wrestlers ever is Mankind. There's even picture of me rocking the Mankind mask and shows. It's hot as shit, but hey. <laughs> but no, man, I, I'm one of those people who, like, I'm grateful that, like, my love, like, things can coexist there's so many people who can't do like everything they love and they gotta like push some shit off but luckily because of hip-hop we're such a weird eclectic group of people everybody understands and fucks with it yes like, it's I such a mash yeah. yeah so like i'm and i'm lucky because like yeah i like video games like right now i'm playing the fucking avengers i just finished ghost of shishima there may be some ghost of shishima beats coming um yeah it depends. It depends. But, oh, I guess I should get into, uh, I, like, I don't even know if they'll see this, but uh, BattleBot, like, that's one of the events me, DJ Artistic, Tram Life came up with to shine a spotlight on people in our city, give them this platform, let them get an opportunity to win some money by showcasing their talents. Yeah. Like, we, and it started off simply as a beat battle. We were just showing love to the producers. Then we were like, yo, Let's get the dancers in, because San Diego has one of the dopest dance communities, like, in the world. I mean, I know that's biased. I lived here. Fuck that. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> like, we, we have, I think we have one of the best communities as far as our hip-hop goes. Our MCs, top tier. Like, yo, I can name, like, like I said, I DJ for, like, two of my favorites, uh, Dre Cat and Captain Dreamer. I'm going to have to send you guys some music from them. Um, Rick Scales, 18 Scales. We have some of the dopest producers here in the city. Kali. I was like, I, my boy Kali just released us the San Diego State of Mind track. Uh, Kill C Ray. Like, there's so much talent in San Diego. Chauncey Maynard. Like, I, I just, this whole podcast would just be me naming people. Fucking, like, 
our boy Nimi, Gene Flo, the Spooky Gang. Like, there's so much talent mm-hmm. that we're not, we're not lost in the sauce. I think people forget, like, yeah, we live close to L.A., but none of us are trying to have that L.A. sound. This is a San Diego sound, 100%. Like, much mm-hmm. love to L.A., but we're doing our own thing down here, too. And, yeah. like, we even got OGs down here. Fucking uh, Odessa King, fucking LPSD. Like, like I'll make a Spotify link. You can share it with your, your listeners and shit so they can get in and listen to some of what we're doing out here. For sure. So, For yeah. sure. No, that's, that's, super, that's super dope, bro. Um, you're not only doing something that you love, but you're also giving back to the community, which is always yes. important when yeah. uh, we're talking about black growth. Um, so yeah. tell me, especially uh, what? Go ahead. Uh, uh, go, uh, go ahead. I was gonna let you. Oh no, let you, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. no, no, no! It's always communities first, man. I was like, it sounds corny, but without community, there's no unity. Um, I like to see. I want to plant the seeds in our community to grow, so we can flourish. And keep our like youth out of trouble, like, for sure. Like, oh, like I told you, said in the beginning, we I could have been in so much more trouble if it wasn't for hip and anime and shit like that. Yeah. I stayed out of the streets. I'm one of the not even I don't like even saying that I'm fortunate enough to have found something I love and want to put my time into. Exactly. So that's, that's what I want to do for the youth. That's what's up, bro. That's what's yeah. up, bro. Chris, you got any questions for? Uh, yeah, uh, I got a question uh, right now. How, like, what did you do to connect with other people? Like, get your name out, you feel mm-hmm. Oh, man, just showed up. 100%. Mm-hmm. I think that's a, a lot of people don't realize. You just show up. You shake hands. You talk to people. You make connections. Mm-hmm. None of that fake bullshit. Like, hey, man, I see you doing your thing. Like, do you? <laughs> yeah. yeah like, no, man, show up, talk to people, get to know people. Don't get to know people for the, just for the sake of like trying to get gigs or your name to blow up. Mm-hmm. For the most part, like, like I said, I'm just, I don't even fuck with people that much. I, I don't like people. I'm not a, like, I have a bunch of friends, but I don't really like going outside my bubble. Yeah. Um, but for me, yeah, it's just showing up, being a face, being someone you can talk to, somebody your community can rely on, um, helping when you can, not, stretching yourself too too thin but man it was just me going to places like for the longest the people in my city didn't even know i produced like i wasn't producing to put people on i was producing for when i was still at school like before i dropped out community college dropout um (laughs) i was making beats for study i wasn't making beats for people to rap to and i loved hip-hop so much i just went to events talked to people like actually, like became fans of a lot of my my close friends that I work with. A lot of my friends that you see me rocking with, I was fans, and, we, 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 and I like I'm still a fan. Everybody I work with still works hard as fuck. So For just sure. show up, put in that time. It's like any relationship, you gotta nurture it, talk to people, get mm-hmm. to know people. Don't just be like, hey man. And that's the worst thing about me being a DJ in San Diego. When people know I'm a DJ in San Diego, they just show up. Like, yo, put me on this show. Yo, what the fuck? One thing, too, like, my bad for cutting you off, G. No, man, I was it. it. Go ahead. But uh, I just feel like a lot of producers and artists, like, you, you see it on Instagram, bro. Like, it is, like, I feel like you're not finna get nobody to listen to your music. If only thing you're doing is just 
posting on comments like you know listen to my yeah. music send you dms yeah. the long ass yeah. paragraph yes like, bro like what you what's yeah. my name g like you don't even know my name g yeah you just want me to listen to your music bro like just yeah just send me dms dms back to back listen yeah. to your music bro like that shit, you, you bro. don't you don't know how many dms i've bought but like <laughs> like i'm like yo reported spam i'm not even fucking around i'm like yo no, you can ask me how my day is doing. Yeah, like yeah, like sometimes, right? It's just shit that be like I be asking them, like, why should I listen to your music? And they can't yeah. like they, they when they reply back, it's not like no legitimate reason. Like yeah, yo, because I'm the hottest in the city, you know. I see like raps a lot. It's like yo, shut the fuck up. Uh, <laughs> like, I'm gonna keep it real. Like I've been doing this a long time. Now, one thing I can say about when Rona hit. Like I'm a, I like to like it gets hot DJ. Don't realize this. And I DJ a lot of hip hop nights. So sometimes I'll throw on a long song so I can go outside mm-hmm. and get some air. As they're like and the home and the homies are like a lot of the homies are really dope rappers. But then there's these people who's like, hey man, you're the hip hop DJ. Let me rap at you. Rap at me. I'm not like rap not rapping to me. They're rapping I hate that shit. Cause I'm first of all. 95% of the time, it's some of the wackest shit I've ever heard. <laughs> um, and now, like, I'm too nice of a guy at the time because we're at the club, so I'm not trying to cause any uh, trouble. But bar just rapping at me. Yeah, man, I freestyle, cat in the hat. It's like, yo, shut the fuck up. Like, I'm, I'm going to be nice. I'm not trying to cause any trouble. But at the same time, yo, I just came out here for some air. Don't hold me hostage with your rhymes. And at least, and if you don't hold me hostage, let's at least let dope. <laughs> yes, yeah, try to get to know people. Um, and, and so it seems like a lot of stuff flowed kind of naturally into place, right? Where everything integrated from your life into your craft, right? But tell me a little bit yes, about yes. some of the challenges you talked about it, it being hot and you know, saying having to go out there and get involved with the community. Tell me a few more of your challenges when it comes to uh, being a creative. Because like uh, like yourself, I want to get into the creative space. I want to provide um, not only a service for people, but do something I love. I love video games, and I'm, I'm headed into that space. So tell me a little bit yeah. of the challenges when it came to making these relationships, uh, having oh. to, to the grind of making beats, to learn the craft. Well, tell me a little bit about that. Yo, man, it, it's wild because, yeah, the grind and learning the DJ, it, it, was, it was a long, strenuous one, like, Fucking even like buying money. DJ equipment ain't cheap. Like you gotta fund you gotta get your own equipment before you can do anything else. If you don't have your own equipment, you are fucked. But you gotta work hard to get that. And you're not gonna get I'm I'm gonna say like eight times ten, you ain't getting all that equipment on that first try. You gotta you gotta work hard. You gotta invest in yourself. So nobody else is gonna invest in you. We know this. This is something that's told by Plenty of self-help people, uh, even the Cheeto in charge. He says nobody gonna help us, but he, he got like that million dollars loans. So <laughs> from his dad, but no, you um like you gotta invest in yourself, man. And then some days it ain't gonna seem like that shit's gonna come. Like, yo, man, why am I even doing this? Like, there's even like even when I first started DJing, like I was lucky enough this year before once again before the Rona fucked us up. Um, to transition to full-time DJ. And, you know, I was working, like, I worked, like, two jobs in my life. 
One was at the airport. One was at Dick Sporting Goods. I'm like, yo, I hate this shit. Like, and like for I worked there for like three years, and I'm like, ah, this ain't this shit ain't about to work. This shit ain't gonna work. And I was like, but luckily, with like just perseverance, honing my craft, so we got put in that time. Mm-hmm. Put, people don't want to put. Nobody wants to put in that time. Me, and that's the one thing. Like even when I was. You think I like the fucking first beats I produce? Yes. Sometimes I don't even like the beats I produce right now. <laughs> but it's it's up to you to like get better. So, and that's one of our things as a creative. I can say say this. Sometimes you don't you just don't fuck with your own work, but don't let that fuck with you because somebody else can hear that shit. And be like, yo, that's it. That's the beat I want. That's that's the thing I'm looking for. Like yeah, even if you don't think it's yes, yes, man. I'm telling you, man, it, it's hard because I'm like, no, <laughs> do I do I really fuck with this or do I fuck with this because they fuck with it? And yeah. I still hear some beats that people rap over in mine. I'm just like, I guess. And I was like, you like it? Who am I to like criticizing you for like that? I I made it and I don't like it. And yeah, yo, man. Like I, that's the one thing you'll hear. It. A hundred thousands of times. Put in the time. Learn. Sit down. Like watch some documentaries about you. You want to do. Watch some documentaries about creative people. Listen to people who've done it before. We were so ju- uh, quick to jump and try to do shit ourselves. It's like, yo, mm-hmm. there's probably like five hundred examples of people who did this shit before I did it that could tell you how to do this better than I could. So like, it, it was hurt. It was hurdles though. Like man, yeah. the first like three years of DJing, I was like, "Yo, I'm not making shit. Do I want to do this?" Mm, man, it's, it's a struggle. But I'm like, "Yo, yo, damn! I only made. Yo, the, the promoter ain't gonna pay me after this. Fuck. Yo, I only got twenty dollars after this. Damn. I like yo. Yo, question yourself, man. But yo, only the strong survive." <laughs> for sure, bro. For sure. Now that that's that's super dope. Go ahead, Chris. But I was I was about to ask him one more question. But Go ahead. How do you how do you get through uh like music block or beat block? How, how do you get through that? <laughs> man, I'm not I'm not gonna front, man. That shit still hits. Like yo, I don't I don't even know if it's just like a time thing. Cause I've even like heard other producers like, yo, I go punch a bag, I go work out. I, I don't, I go watch like a movie and shit. Uh, yeah, and I'm just so into this shit. Like, I don't, I, I don't know how I do it, man. Like I have, that's the one thing. When I let, when I find out, I'll definitely let you guys know. Sometimes it's time, just the amount of time that passes. Sometimes it's like, yo, man, I heard like, like I just heard the Bodie James. Damn, that got me ready. That's, ooh, I'm ready to produce. Yo, sometimes like for me, I would do like, cause I don't, like doing samples that everybody else has done. So like for me to like me work too, out the bro. kinks, I'll I'll produce a bunch of garbage just to get that get that out. Just like, yo, mm-hmm. just let me just produce. Let me just keep producing something until something good comes out. Or until something I remotely like comes out. Just so it's like I have like a shitload of beats, man. And I'm just like then then like probably like twenty five percent I personally fuck with. <laughs> so yeah. sometimes it's, it's just working until I, I get all the bad ideas out 
Like, you're like, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah, that, that was dumb. Okay, let me do this. So, yeah. I mean, For that, sure. that, that, yeah, time, I, I, I getting know, inspiration. No, go get or, there you go. Uh, so. <laughs> but uh, I think but, one time though, uh, I went a month without making music, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I went a whole month without doing anything, bro. Uh, like, my dog just broke into my room. <laughs> uh, need some love real quick. Yeah, bro. Like it, it's it's always like we never really sat down and talked about our crafts, uh, bro. Yeah. So. This is the first time me hearing everything that you've done, everything that you've uh, kind of put into fruition, right? And the major thing is yeah. that you just have have so much produce, right? Where where you know, what I'm saying you sat down and you produce stuff. I don't know if you remember yeah. when you had uh, drew this uh, Grim Reaper, right? And I was like, bro, that's so dope. And I had started drawing. Yeah. Uh, and then you always been a big video game guy, and a lot of. Uh, uh, some of your hobbies have have worn off on me and became some yeah. of my biggest loves and passion, right? So me getting yeah. into this video game stuff, I just been looking and trying to figure out, I who do I need to listen to? Who do I need to talk to in order to get inside this industry, right? Yeah, um, it's it's just been so dope to to see you build something, right? And it took the time. It it just encouraged me so much, right? Us being from yeah. the very very similar, if not the same exact backgrounds. <laughs> yeah. Um, to to have grinded through everything that we went through in order to come out on top of the way you had, bro. You know what I'm saying? That's why you've always been one of my biggest influences, man. That's so dope, bro. That's so dope. All right. Uh, man, that's so I'm I'm happy and proud of what you're doing on the podcast. Like me and Earl, you know Earl, my best friend, my roommate. Yeah. Uh, we had the podcast going, and that like, at the height for me where like everything taking off. <laughs> I didn't. I was like I was spreading myself too thin. So like I'm glad you like finding out what you love and and like we were like. And one of the nicknames that people have given me out here is like the people's DJ, like just because yeah. I love I love giving people a chance, man. I like I want I want to see us all shine. I want to see us all make it if it's possible. Yes, like yes, that's always that's always gonna be my mentality. I'm not hating on nobody. If you don't like me, well, okay. I hope you still make it. I was like, I mean, shout out to Nas. He's like, yo, uh, much success to you, even if you wish me the opposite. Like. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, yeah. oh, it's all love, man. Yeah, it's all man. love. Like, I want to see. I want to see you do it. Uh, hey, you can speak ill of me, but hey, man, do your thing. Exactly. <laughs> all love, bro. Um, yeah. But yeah, so that that was a little interview portion. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now we're going to get into a few different topics that we've seen. Um, and, and let's just just stick on music since we're already here. First, yes. uh, a few weeks ago, the that Nas album came out. I wanted to hear a little bit about your opinion there. When you think that. about that? Wow, with Hit Boy, man. Yo, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna front. Like I, I was expecting it to be good. Like yo, I thought it was gonna be ass. 100. I thought I, I thought it was gonna be ass. Yo, that shit was like for me. It was a four out of five. Like four out of five production. Like because Nas could always lap his ass off. Like, for me, he could always lap his ass off. But I really like the beats. I like the features. Yo, he had the firm reunion. He even had some shit with Lil Dirk. Like, come on, man. Nah, <laughs> like, like, 
even like the club banger on there, fucking uh, spicy with ASAP Ferg. Yeah, that shit, that shit was dope. He had he had some nah shit on there, of course. Like uh, fucking uh, what was it? Ultra Black. I'm like, come on. I was like Charlie Wilson, like the legend was on there, man. I like I said, the features were good, the beats were banging. Yeah, it was, and he was talking nah shit, man. Like it showed right. us like, cause that. Everything that Kanye West album was supposed to be, this album was. I'm like, I, I much love the Nas. Who the fuck am I to judge him? But that last album wasn't it, Chief. Yeah, that last album wasn't it. Yeah, for for sure. It's always like, like me, I, I've always was so arrogant when it came to music because there's always been a specific sound that I like, right? I, we talked about earlier that I wasn't all that much into to Lil Wayne. You know what I'm saying? This is someone yeah. who is... Uh, undeniably great with words, undeniably yes. great on a track. But uh, even like recently, I got into Jay Z, I got into Tupac, and I really didn't put a little enough respect on these legends. Yeah, uh, Jay is one like, of my I, favorites. Where like I, I never really, you said Jay, uh, yes. Jay, he became bro. I was like, bro, this man is so dope. There's no way. Like, how did I never uh, start listening to this man? Yeah. Um, and so the same thing with Nas. Um, Nas has been, I've, I've heard him a few times. I, I've never really got into his features. Um, I, I didn't like them as, as part of some of the songs that he was on. And so I never was a Nas fan. And so I was like, okay, let me just listen to this Nas album. I try to give certain people a, a once listen through, right? Um, shout out to Nipsey Hussle too, because I just got yeah, into rest in peace. his. Um, yeah, rest, of course. And so I, I got into him too. Um, but I wasn't putting enough respect on this, right? So I was yes. listening to this album. I was like, bro, this man is 40-something years old, uh, yeah. and he is collaborating with these young artists and yes. making great music, right? It, it, I feel like mm-hmm. it's often very hard for when you see Lil Wayne try to come in and make music for the time now. His last album, I felt like it sounded old. It sounded like maybe... Um, yeah, that's under, under undercooked or, or, or just it should have come out at a different time and should have came out at a different time. And so I felt like this album it could have went any type of way, but it came out so well, right? One of my favorite songs on there was was Fur. I'm a a big boom bap type guy. Uh, yeah. I've always been a Biggie fan, and so Nas he didn't really catch my attention all that much. Um, just lyrically, uh, and, and again, back to flow. I like the way I, I'm more of a, was it acoustic? I like how the things sound more. Yeah. And, uh, cause his anything. voice is powerful. It cuts, it cuts through things. Like I like, I love Nas's voice, right. undeniable voice. And so, I don't know, I, but I love the album. I love the music. Oh. Um, maybe something I won't go back to, but definitely a great album. Yeah, yeah, great album. I, like, I want to hear Crashes. Uh, did you get a chance to? Yeah, I, I still haven't listened to it yet. I told myself yeah, like I would listen to it this week. I don't. Yeah. I just. It, it just. I mean, you know, so, you know, nice. You know, he a legend. That man, you know, gonna go down in history. It just. Yes. Like, I just never like thought about. Shit, let me listen to this Nas album. I I, I just yeah. never like thought about this mm-hmm. shit. Yeah. But, like, then, like, like I'm yeah. just I'm more of a like Nipsey Hustle and Rick Ross type of nigga. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. that's because yeah. I I got my guilty pleasures. Like yo, I fucking love listening to fucking Pop Smoke and yo that little Uzi album was fire. Like, 
Like my 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 taste goes everywhere. Like yeah, you know, how's like yo? If I hear silly watch right now, yo, I'm turning up. But yo, <laughs> I, I get okay. ultra black and start thinking about other shit. Like I fuck with, like I said, majority of our music. Um, yeah. Like and I try to listen to new albums even if I don't like fuck with the artist personally. But uh, right now I'm not fucking with no uh, Tattletale album. He named Tattletale. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. Um, that's a good kind of plays a part <laughs> Thank our, you. our culture being so diverse right where an artist and, and it also gives it gives light to the genius of of these older rappers right we're looking at like mm. a jay-z a Nas, and and, I, and me and chris talked about like who would be more successful in this industry musically versus as an artist you know what i'm saying tupac and biggie but yeah. These artists are so musically inclined, and to see that on display is so fire, bro. Every single yeah. time, and so it's we're fun. gonna move in from yeah. someone from from someone who is an old art, an old artist who's still able to uh, come into the game and still kill shit. Yeah. Uh, thank God, in, in comparison to that Kanye bullshit he had put out, um, <laughs> we we had like two tracks from that <laughs> album that we could, and then one beat was just super annoying. The cop shot the kid. I hate that fucking beat. I hate Bro. That beat so much. <laughs> like, I like the song, but I hate that beat so fucking much. Oh. <laughs> so very true. Um, so let's talk a little bit about this. Um, well, well, at least you'll be able to talk about it. I, I had listened to the first, like, two, three songs of the yes. uh, Big Sean album. Uh, yeah. And the first song, I wasn't feeling all that much, because I feel like a lot of times it goes stop? back into his... Oh, man. No, the thing is, it's a it's a banger. I can see it in a club, but I feel like he gets into his comfort zone with the same flow, like that that same yeah. flow you heard on, um, was it Control? Or, or what was, yeah, it was on the Control. Yeah. It was on uh, yeah. fucking uh, I don't fuck with you. It, it's just it's a similar flow, um, but it wasn't a terrible song. You know what I mean? That's just a, right. a personal thing where I like to hear a little diversity when it comes to music because then it just makes me think of. You know what I'm saying uh, of your of your other songs, right? And like, oh, yeah. is this a, a B side to your other song, whatnot? But that yeah. second song, I was like, okay, I, I have to take the time to actually sit back and listen to this album because mm-hmm. Big Sean's one of the people who he may not rap at, at such a high caliber as like a Kendrick and a J Cole yeah. all the time, but he has a few songs. That his messaging and his raps, I was like, bro, this shit is so crazy. Yeah, because he, he talks about like self growth, things like that. Self growth, like, um, non modern medicine, um, yeah. uh, his challenges with women. He always talks about his challenges. With yeah, that's, I was, just a hip-hop I was like, that's just most, that's just most rappers. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but I also want to diversity like, in that second song yeah. was just crazy amount of topics that he was able to touch on from his personal experience, his growth through love. Um, his growth as a as a person and, and development and self worth was just just so dope and just his overall grateful nature is, is was definitely um, illustrated through that song. But the rest of the album, I I, I need to get a little touch. Okay, Chris, did you uh, get a chance? Before to- I, before I get yeah, I I listened to it all like in the last like the first day. Uh, before we do that, I want like I was like Crash, what do you think about like just Big Sean in general? Because I want to get your opinions also, like for yeah. like, before I get into this. Like I don't, I don't really listen to Big Sean heavy, but when I yeah. do listen to him, like his, I really I, I like I can vibe to his music. Yes, like when I listen to it, it's not it's not at, like 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 you said, bro. Some of his song, like actually a lot of his songs, 
he give out like a good message or uh, like some type of message that you can hear within his music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just feel like as lyrically, I mean, like as lyrically, you know, he had his time, but it's like people don't really talk about him lyrically. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't, I don't, I don't really hear about people, you know, saying like this nigga is really lyrical. And this nigga it's, is pretty lyrical, bro. Yeah, like um, his his best body of work for me was his uh, "Dark Sky Paradise." That one, like, I'm surprised that shit didn't win, like, because it was a good balance of like dope lyrical lyricism, like good beats, has some mm-hmm. dope features, like yo, mm-hmm. like he talks about his grandmother and things like that. Yeah. But, um, this and then. The Detroit, the first Detroit uh, mixtape that he dropped. Yes, um, Detroit is that is the uh, the first Detroit is the one with uh, ten of ten. Yes, that, boy, yeah, that yeah. was my shit. That was yeah. my shit right there. And then had twenty four carats of gold with J Cole, and he had a Kendrick feature on there. Yeah, like, like we 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 gotta we gotta put some like a little respect on this man's name. But also, sure. like I'm, I'm I'm gonna be a little biased. Um, when I see something called Detroit, I mean, I live here in San Diego now. I'm from Detroit. Like, I'm like, yo, I'm about to give us a listen 100%. Like, I fuck with all our Detroit artists, like the Dage Loaves, the Sada Baby, the Cash Dolls, the fucking Royce the Five Nines. Yes. Like, yeah, like, if you're putting on and, like, showing love, um, Bodie James, like, the like, yes. I think he's the biggest one doing it right now. Baby T Grizzly. Yeah. T Grizzly. Yeah. But the the album is good. It takes you through what he's been through, mental health, things like that. Women, as always. Um, he has a like. If there's like one or two songs I don't really like, fuck with. Like he, like I just don't like Post Malone. I don't like. Yeah, he got bangers. I just don't like his music. I, I, didn't, uh, I, didn't, I didn't think that song was that bad though. Yeah, it wasn't that's that bad. It was that's getting into, the, was getting into their like rock star bad or light rock. Yeah. yeah. No, I think that. And it's not a bad I always song. enjoy a good rock song. Yeah, I always enjoy oh, yeah. a good rock song yeah. with a rap on it. Because yeah. except with except with Joe Button, man, let me not say every rock song. <laughs> what, Joe Joe Button, what Joe Button rock song did he do? So Joe Button, his uh, uh his the beats that he used be rock beats. Oh, it'd be a lot of like it'd be a lot of like '90s rock. A lot of like uh, Hendrix and, and Prince influence with it, but the thing about Joe Button, he he has a certain he he has a, a consistent message throughout his music, talking yeah. like uh, about his relationships and talking his about mental, yeah, being yeah. depressed and and stuff like that, which is it, which is all right, but it just makes the same atmosphere when his music come on, right? Yeah. And again, it's, it's back to that. Because it's like uh, talking about like a Mick Jenkins. Mick Jenkins, to me, he's so diverse with the sounds he's able to make. But it's that common atmosphere that he makes. But the, the, the atmosphere is just, I don't know. It's, yeah. it's, it's, let's just say it's more of my vibe. Let's yeah. just say that. Yeah. So back, I, was like, I respect it. So back to the big shot like that. He, yeah. he he pays like a bunch of respects to like, like you said, the Nipsey Hustle track. That, that got me. He got a, a Dwelle fucking feature man like which is i was like yo i don't even know what the well, he's been up to yo and then the back one of my favorite parts of the album because it is called detroit he, there's these story parts these little story interviews mm-hmm. where artists talk about when they come to detroit or where they've been in detroit like i don't know if you watched i think it was two dave Chappelle specials a year ago 
when he talks about uh, bombing in Detroit, where he was like, yo, I just didn't do good. <laughs> and it's because I smoked uh, weed with some rapper. Oh, yeah, he smoked some so weed with uh, he, uh, Snoop Dogg. No, no, no. So he didn't tell us the rapper, right? On, on the thing. So in the, the Detroit, on the, on the Detroit 2 album, he tells us finally who the rapper is. I don't want to give it away to you guys. He tells Word? us who the rapper, yeah, it's a Detroit rapper. And he smoked weed with this rapper, and he was so high, he's just like, yo, this show is about to be bad. <laughs> yeah. So, like, he, like, Stevie Wonder is up there talking about where he grew up in Detroit. Like, for me, like, I, I, they're not songs, but, like, that little part of history just is good. Then he has the, this track called The Friday Night Cypher, which, for me, it's one of the highlights of the thing because it pays the... Um, Page a tribute to the, this radio station in Detroit called uh, WJLB, uh, where every mm-hmm. Friday, I don't know, like, Marquis, you were too young, so you wouldn't remember. Uh, every Friday night, they would have MCs up there, and they would cipher on the radio. Mm-hmm. I guess, like, yeah, they, they I, guess, I think it's, I don't think, but the, Sean would go up on a Friday night. That's how he got discovered by Kanye. He heard Kanye was at the studio, and he went to go rap for him. But this pays a uh, tribute to like a San Diego like thing, like San Diego mm-hmm. or San Diego, Detroit hip hop, um, with the ciphers and things. And he uh, like, yo, he has every pop in Detroit artist on that damn song. Like, yo, he has like 42 Doug, he has Sada Baby, he has Cash Kid, he has Cash Dog, yeah. he has fucking T Grizzly. Like, he has everybody. The only person he's missing as far as a Detroit legend is like, fucking trick trick um and if you were from detroit you you know trick trick he's the one who scared rick ross from coming to detroit ever again he he is um i i use i don't like this term but he is the gatekeeper if you go to detroit go make sure you go see trick trick or he's running your ass out of the city like he shows up with goons um but check in with Trick. i was like that's why uh the, the rainbow hair bandit ain't never gone to the Detroit uh, talking no bullshit. <laughs> yes, there's a few cities that people know better to go to mm-hmm. crazy. The one track, like I said, there was like some tracks like anything with Anderson Pack at this point is a fucking hit to me. Like he don't miss. Like he has a track with Anderson Pack. Like, oh man, like just anything. And then one of my favorite tracks is called uh ZTFO. It's called, and it stands for Zen the Fuck Out. If you know Zen, it's finding your center. Yeah, he's, he's, he's big into uh, Hindu. Oh, yeah, meditation. Heard. Yeah, yeah. He's like protect your energy type dude. So yeah, he got he got man. that from uh, Janae Aiko. She, she, well, yeah. she uh, steal that she, shit into him. Yeah, she better not uh, uh, Erica Badu, my boy, though. Like, like I said, I'm not the biggest <laughs> uh, uh, Big Sean fan, but I, I fuck with Big Sean. Like I said, Anybody who does good by the city or even by people is good by me. He takes care of the people in Detroit. He puts money into it, just like M. People can call M whack all they want. Mm-hmm. M brings Detroit. He takes care of the workers out there. Only people we don't with from from Detroit is like Kid Rock and ICP. We don't know Kid Rock. <laughs> For sure. Um, and so sticking on this topic of music, um, Let's move in to this uh, situation with Dr. Dre and his uh, former wife. I believe they're divorced now or, or planning to I believe divorce. it's final. Yeah. Um, some, something happened in, in April where I guess he flipped out. 
she claims it's some type of domestic dispute, which led to this going on. But this it's been years of different things and the headlines of about their trouble in their marriage. And so finally, their separation is finalized, and she's asking for two million a month to oh. basically finance her lifestyle, yeah. uh, which is which is interesting. Um, right? I, I just wanted to hear y'all thoughts on that. It should. Should she be getting two million a month for a license? And I can start if, if I want to start. I can start because I, I have yeah, to start. Yeah, So, so with this situation, right? We have to look at we have to look at several angles when coming into this conversation. One, we have to think: Okay, does she deserve that much money? I'm not sure if they have kids. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't. They do. Uh, I believe they do. But his kids are all over eighteen. If, I, yes. if I'm not, if I'm not a, uh, yeah, I'm not mistaken, right? And yeah, so, yeah. what is she getting this money for, right? And, and I assume that she she has lived up to some lifestyle for them being married for the time that they've been married. So she she has become accustomed to that lifestyle. However, what has she contribute to get that much money a month to still be financed that much? That's just doesn't make sense to me. You, I guess somebody can make an argument saying, um, oh, well, behind any great leader is a great woman where, yeah. you know what I'm saying, she was there for his ups and downs. Um, she was able to, to emotionally, mentally, and physically support him. Um, and she was there for the good and bad of their relationship. So, you know what I'm saying, but, but how much is that worth? I don't think it's worth $2 million, you know what I mean, yeah. uh, in any divorce I don't feel like you should be getting two million, let alone half of anybody's worth, right? Yeah. My thing is, she doesn't make any beats. She don't rap. You know what I'm saying? She don't sing. She doesn't provide. She, she wasn't in it with him shooting in the gym. Yes, she don't <laughs> provide any inclusion into that wealth, right? She she don't she don't fucking do anything with technology. She hasn't made no deals with nobody. My thing is, how do how can she deserve that money? And this is a based around. I feel like um, the kind of hypocrisy when it comes to these type of political issues between men and women. Yes, women have uh, are marginalized in society, but within the justice system, they are protected when it comes to disputes between men and women. Um, women are kind of seen like so. Say in a domestic dispute where a man hits a woman, you know, man should. There's very, very few situations where a man is granted the liberty to hit a woman. However, in the justice system, a woman is is more uh, disproportionately granted uh, in favor, uh, ruled in her favor in those disputes. Um, And the same thing when it comes to child support and divorce cases, Um, which is I feel is unfair where somebody has worked uh, their whole life. And, and I assume she may have a job before. I don't know what she's done in her life and, and the contributions that she's made to the world. However, I know it's not uh, two million worth or almost two million worth. Yeah. This is a hard one because, yeah, I don't think anybody's lifestyle is worth two million dollars a month. Ever. Oh, uh, is getting paid, paid. Yeah, I was like, and it reminds me of like, even um, <clears throat> when Mary J. Blige was like 
divorcing her her husband. Mm-hmm. And this fool was like, yo, I need like 200K a month. They're like, yo, what are y'all doing? Like, yeah, I get you, um, you get used to living a certain lifestyle, but what the fuck are you like? Once again, I don't give a fuck what's going on, but two million dollars a month, like yo, mm-hmm. I don't even need like a quarter of that to live. <laughs> Not at all, bro. Yeah, yeah I'm like, like no. I just yeah. feel like uh, that it's probably some type of form of get back because they divorce the type <laughs> shit. So it yeah. it's just it's just a top like that shit kind of. That's a topic right there, boy. That's a question. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because because the because I feel like this brings up a question is like, if you, regardless of your income, I feel like this is a decision that can be made. Um, would you have your significant other uh, sign a prenup? Me personally, I feel like yes. a prenup. <laughs> I feel like a prenup is always necessary because you know, I'm saying marriage isn't about what we have or adjoining unity or joining uh, socioeconomic status, I feel like it's more based upon, I'm saying joining our lives together, joining our love together. And mm. bank accounts can't be separate. You feel me? Um, obviously, y'all are going to have y'all stuff that y'all share and y'all provide for each other. But you're fine the same way you came in. You know what I'm saying? You should leave. And the same way I came yeah. in, I should leave. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and the stuff yeah. that we share, those things can be divvied up. You know what I mean? My lifestyle, I shouldn't be having to fund your lifestyle after a marriage. That's just my nah, personal. That, 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 that ain't my responsibility. Once um, once the train stop, hey, we, like I said, I, I believe in, yes, we both should come in, we leave as we came in. Um, exactly. But, yeah, unless I was doing some super grimy shit, and that's on both parties, if yeah. I was doing some super grimy shit, yeah, I get it. I 100% get it. Like, Nah, somebody gonna pay for this this therapy I'm gonna have to get. Um, that's true. That's true. Like one hundred percent. Like yo, somebody gonna have to pay for this emotional trauma. Um, ah, even if I don't win, we are like I, I can see how some people are like yo, we 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 go to court. I'm holding. I'm wasting your time like you wasted my time. Some people are just that petty, but. Yeah. Yeah, I don't believe I would do that. Like I said, unless it was like, like I, said, I had to go through some shit. So I'm like, hey, you know what? Somebody gonna have to fork over something. Oh, but I, I, I had this conversation with this one girl. And I, you know, we were talking about the Dr. Dre situation because I said, when I get married, my wife gonna have to sign a prenup. Like she gonna mm-hmm. have to, but she like she went and, like she kind of rebuttal against it. Cause yeah. she was saying like they just showed you that like she was like you don't really trust her don't love her how you say it is. I'm no, just, I'll sign a prenup for her too. Like fuck you. Uh, like, but it go. <laughs> but I just feel like it go both ways because they, yeah. they they love ain't guaranteed. Like you know that that marriage shit ain't guaranteed, bro. Like divorce rates are high as shit. Like that <laughs> shit is high as fuck, bro. And it's just like. Like you can you can say you love somebody, bro. Like I, I just feel like it's a difference between love and loyalty. Mm. Uh, it's just you can say you love somebody, and it's just like I, I just had to give her out points. Like you know, what if you did? Like you know, like she said, like if you really love that person, then it won't happen. But what if you think that, that they really love you, and some shit just happened, and something that's like in a split decision just changed their mind after so many years. 
Exactly. Yeah, I mean, nah, yeah. nah, yeah. Life, life can change at any time. Let's not get it twisted. Like, you know, like right now, it's like, yeah, there's like three out of five marriages are ending in divorce. <laughs> like, I had to look that up. And yeah. like, uh, every 13 seconds, there's one divorce in America. Yes. Yeah. Um, What's interesting even about marriage nowadays, right, where there's less people getting married and there's less people having uh, children and um, yeah. just how society is operating right now. Um, I feel like due to kind of the trajectory of society, if everybody want to have that lack of responsibility when it comes to having sex and having unprotected sex where you're able to kind of get rid of a child, why can't you, you know what I'm saying, take that same approach when it comes to getting divorced where, you know what I'm saying, you take care of yourself and you do what you have to do in order to make that separation. I feel like you shouldn't be relying on anybody, man or woman. Because um, that's, that's bum behavior. You're eating off somebody else's plate uh, or you're financing your life on somebody else's plate. That's just not cool to me. Yeah. No, that, uh, yeah. Like I said, to, to each their own, but I believe I, for me personally, I'll say this on the record. I'm sorry if I ever get married one day, but um, I don't believe in marriage. I'm like, yo, why do we, why do we need anything? I'm just like, yo, just don't take my shit when you leave. I, <laughs> I just feel like, uh, like you said about the marriage shit. I mean, I do believe in the marriage, but I just yeah. feel like getting it documented in the court. Yeah, see, like, it, that's it, it, should, it shouldn't be like that, bro. Yeah, like, if that's really that white shit somebody. I don't fuck with. It's like, yo, if you love yeah. this person, like, do you need that piece of paper? Unless, like you said, the prenup. For, yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> for the, the prenup. And I know, I, I understand some certain people get married because like, oh yeah, y'all aren't, like some people, it's a business decision. Let's not, yeah. Like, yeah that, that's what, like, that's yeah. what getting married under the law is uh, or yeah. being notified or being certified under the law. Uh, yeah, that, that's a, that's a, a business, business decision. decision. It's a business document yeah. when you sign that paper. Yeah. So, like, 100%, like, it's like, yo, yeah, hey, our insurance is going to be cheaper. We've been together 10 years. Might as well make this jump. And then yes. also, because, uh, like, 90s R&B, I, like, they don't seem make marriage seem pretty too fun. Uh, like, uh, I blame Jagged Edge. <laughs> we ain't getting no younger, so okay. we might as well do this. What kind of, pro- what kind of proposal is that? <laughs> for sure, I for didn't sure. know what a, one thing Kanye. We can say thank you to Kanye too for is I didn't know what a prenup was until he said it. So um, I might like, he may be crazy now, but hey, thank you for letting us know what a prenup was. No, I ain't really ain't gonna lie to you, boy. I ain't like I knew what it was, but I ain't really understood it until I listened to Stephen Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, what did Stevie yeah. Jackson say? Hey, that boy said. Well, he'll talk first. He'll talk about uh, not not having multiple baby mamas. Yeah, mm-hmm. he said, don't have that shit. And he said, when you do get married, sign a prenup because mm-hmm. they will take your money. Because it's just a law. Like not even like I guess they can choose not to. I'm not so privy on um how that uh, negotiation works after you get divorced. Mm-hmm. But they do; they are eligible for some amount of your money. Yeah, yeah spousal support. And nobody ain't finna say no to free money. <laughs> I, <laughs> hey, no, the same people. I I didn't see one person. Um, I don't. I don't think we saw that on the news. Like, hey, man, these people are giving back their stimulus checks. Ain't nobody do that. Ain't nobody in the history of history ever giving back free money. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, I was sure. like, you can't. 
caveman got gold and they're like, yo, we should probably put this back where we found it. They're like, nah, we'll, we'll keep it. It's shiny. Exactly. Uh-huh. Nah, I like this. Um, but okay, let's let's keep moving on. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, what's the let's, what's the next topic? What is there anything y'all wanted to bring up, or we gonna get into? I, some, I got uh, nothing because I've been like in my bubble. I, like I, I'll say this: I take a break from like social media. Like I haven't posted anything on Instagram until last night. Yeah, so I haven't been keeping up with the news. So a lot of this shit is gonna be straight Acapulco, like off the top of the dome. So yeah. uh, 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 I did. Uh, like I talked to you about the two Keith, like. The re- I just got a recommendation, uh, the song by Childish Gambino, uh, uh, This Is America. Oh, yeah, you I just now want to listen to that? No, 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 I've been listening to it, oh, but it just okay. came back on my recommendation. And, like, I just started seeing people, like, people, you know, people, like, I just started looking at uh, people reacting to it. And I just feel like a lot of those people really miss key points in that fucking music video. Yeah, that song, yeah. yeah it it missed a lot, bro. Yeah. No, like, uh, yeah, because then uh, Yakubians got a hold of it and start making weird remixes and shit. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, I was like, but no, um, yeah, man, yeah. I was like, go ahead. You want to uh, to let us know like what some of the fucking like points people miss because there there are some people like yo. I saw people like dancing and like partying to that. It's like yo, I don't really realize what this song is about, huh? I just, it's it's actually multiple messages between, yes. like, behind that shit. Like, a lot of the people don't know. Like, you know how people were, like, talking and shit about his stance when he shot, bro? Like, that shit is weird as fuck. But yeah. a lot of people yeah. don't know that's, like, it, it's that, that stand is really, like, signifying Jim Crow. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, shit like that. It, like... I, I know multiple people know about when he shot those people in the choir. You know, that signified the yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah, Dylan. Yeah, yeah, the church. But, yeah, but it's it just a lot of shit that, uh, like, because I remember I had to write a paper about this shit, and I really had to do research behind this shit. You feel me? Yeah. It's it just like uh, his pants that he wore, they signified like the Confederate uh, pants back then. Wait, what What do you think about him having his shirt off, right? The entire video, he had his shirt off. I, I, I didn't, I didn't really understood that, uh, understood that shit. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I, because I, I was like, you about to put me on game because I, I didn't think that. I just, yeah, yeah I, I didn't think I, about I, that shit either. But yeah, I, I was like, yeah, you have to put <laughs> me on game, man. <laughs> I don't know, like I don't really have a specific, uh, or the most accurate interpretation of it. I have an assumption about it, maybe yeah. be, because I feel like he signifies. America, right? You talked about him having the Confederate pants on. The base, the base of America could be the Confederacy, which it is. It's based mm-hmm. around uh, racism and an ideology based in capitalism. Uh, yeah. But the shirt off is maybe him bearing, uh, bearing, uh, or him laying America bare, right? Showing off um, his chest and, and the vulnerability—not necessarily the vulnerability, but just showing america off to people maybe i don't know something like that yeah, um, yeah that's, that's a good assumption that is a good assumption. Yeah, no, man i'm like yeah i didn't think about that i'm yeah, like no, I'm, not, I'm listening i'm like that, that's <laughs> dope. i was like i never thought about like the shirt off thing like i never want them to like i don't know man maybe he just wanted to show off his taco meat so <laughs> <laughs> 
But uh, oh. another thing, I mean, everybody kind of know this shit. Like all his dancing and shit. Oh yeah. Like all the shit that's going on hey, in the background. A lot of folks focus on him dancing instead of looking at what's really going on. So yeah, you know, like, it's, it's, it's uh, minstrel shows, pretty much. It's like yeah, yeah it's like yo, y'all want y'all focus on our entertainment, but won't focus on our plight as like black yeah. people or just like yo, y'all want us to entertain y'all, but yo, as soon as something bad happens. Like now, nah, look, he, he's dancing. He has, he's having fun. He can't be having that much trouble. If he's um having fun making music and art. Like, yeah, <laughs> I forgot what happened. Uh, like at towards the end of the music video when he was smoking a cigarette, he started uh, running away. Right? Nah, not not that part, but before that part when he stood up on the car and you seen uh Scissor, see Scissor. That's her name. Yeah, yeah Scissor sitting on the car. I forgot what that meant. I, I remember looking at that jump, bro. Yeah, you about to make me watch the video all over again. I haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, that's the thing. I might have, we, we probably got to <laughs> that next week because there's a lot of there's a lot of symbolism I don't remember from it, like the yeah, kids I being do. on the phone during all the violence going on or the violence in general. I feel like that's a little bit clear. Uh, the white horse in the background, uh, reference to the apocalypse. Yeah, I, I remember um, saying that too. Like the white horse signifies the force horsemen uh, in the Book of Revelations and shit. Yeah, yo, that's yeah. wild. Like you said, um, I'm gonna have to rewatch that video now. Like, because <laughs> I remember being hyped when it came out. Because like, yo, Childish Gambino is one of those artists. Is like so versatile. So, like everything he might like makes is something I make sure to pay attention to. But yes. it, it's been what. Has it been two years since that's come out now? Boy, that's right. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's about two years. years. Yeah, was, uh, so. When did um Get Out come out? It came out back the following summer. Twenty seventeen. Like I thought it was before. Yeah, it became out before that. I think twenty seventeen. I think where I thought it came yeah, out. Yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, I feel like the the best part of this video, right, is Ooh. one the importance of looking at where, why, and when stuff is going on. Because a lot of times stuff happens and people look at just the surface level of stuff. Oh, well, yeah. um, oh well, people are getting killed. That's terrible, blah, blah, blah. But why is that information coming out right now? Why are we, why is that being, uh, yeah. why is that going viral right now? And I feel like yeah. that was what the video was pointing at, right? A lot of times, or a lot, majority of the video was him dancing while yeah. everything was going on, or going into a dance, right? Showing that I feel like there's some type of distraction as soon as something traumatic happens or as something against our better judgment is happening. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I'm definitely, like, definitely, definitely agree with that. Like I said, I'm going to watch it, like, today after this is over, and I'm like, oh, shit. Because like, I thought about, like, turning it on, like, in the background and, like, looking at shit. But like I said, damn, that video was, like, they said it's nuts because the last time I think, I think it's almost like it's at almost a billion views. So it mm -hmm. seems like it's almost, almost. I think it's like 300 away from it or some shit. But um, yeah, man, there's so many, so many hidden messages. Like you said, even him, like what people are riding in the background, focusing on like different things. I forgot about the white horse. Like you guys, like you said, make, are going to make me watch the video again. Sure. I think that was around the time, no, because Story of OJ came out like the year before that, the Jay-Z track. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, great. Great. I think that was my first introduction to Jay Z too. But yeah, that, uh, he, he put he gave a lot of game on that album, right? Um, yeah. I had I was listening to just listening to Jay Z's whole discography um, yeah. about a month ago for the past two two months for what, what was that uh, June uh, July and August I was listening yeah. to Jay Z. He has one song on there. That's so hard. I didn't even know that his mother had came out to be uh oh, smile. Gay, right? Yeah. Smile's like, bro, that's so that's so interesting to give his perspective on that, but also give pers- just several perspectives where people kind of have put on this double identity where mm. they're going through something, but they also have to be something else. Yeah. Um in order to maintain their place in, in that group or uh setting. So it's 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 so dope, bro. It's it's so dope when 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 you see the references to things within something that's already pretty cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But let's uh yeah, let's, yeah. let's keep it pushing. One one of the topics that I really wanted to talk about is is fat people, right? <laughs> um, we we are pretty big guys, right? Me yes, and Chris yeah, yeah. play on an O and D line. Um, yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? And everybody in our family, Dion, not everybody, yeah, yeah. a lot of people. I mean, a family. lot of people. Yeah, yeah, we're big people. Uh, are big people, right? We're big boned. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Uh, I'm not fat. I'm big boned. Um, I'm big boned. <laughs> <laughs> and so I wanted to just talk about, like, just health in general, right? I've been yeah. going through um, uh, uh, fluxes in, in my weight uh, for the past, like, four years. You know what I'm saying? Playing football. After I had uh, walked away from football for a time, I had ended up losing. Like, I went from, like, 300 all the way down to, like, 220, 230, lost 70 pounds in a relatively short period of time, too, in about a month and a half, two months. Holy shit. Um, But I had did it in not the most healthiest of ways, right? I I was – I had slept a lot, and I was barely eating um, and and was smoking a lot. Terrible way to do it. And so – then I had end up gaining weight back for football, and now I'm at like I'm at two sixty five right now. Um, oh, but for the past five six months, the whole time in pandemic, the whole time during this pandemic, I uh, was like, okay, I'm gonna lose weight, but I'm gonna do it the healthy way. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna yeah. eat, I'm try to eat uh, two three meals a day. I'm gonna work out every day. Um, you know what I'm saying? And just overall, just be healthy. But yeah. that shit, bro. Let me tell you how hard that shit. <laughs> that shit was not working at all, right? I was maintaining weight. I stayed yes. at 280. Yeah. Gained a little bit of weight, went down a little bit, but never, you know what I'm saying, consistently lost weight. Um, and so recently I changed up my diet where I am eating one meal a day. I like I like a good portion uh, when I eat. And so now I'm eating one meal a day doing basically intermittent fasting. Um up until around, I eat around like seven or eight o'clock. Um, and yeah, do that every day. And that's been working wonders. Like in two weeks, I lost about 15 pounds. And so, uh, not, yeah, about 15 pounds. And so, yeah, yeah, man, like it's, it's been so, it's so interesting to me, right? Through my weight loss journey, uh, or several weight loss journeys, if you want to call, if you even want to say, um, I've always paid attention to health, right? In America, yeah. people don't realize that 50% of adults are big, right? And yeah. children are seeing that and that's being passed down to kids that is normalized to kind of be unhealthy. We see in media that 
not the fat shame. I have posted something on my social media about if you go to the gym, somebody, this was a legit post. And I assume on the legit page, I don't know if it was a gag page. I had looked through uh, a few of their posts and they were all um, social justice related um, regarding uh, sexuality, uh, capitalism, homophobia, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but the one I posted was specifically about fat phobia, saying if you go to the gym, <laughs> then uh, you're fat phobic. I was wait, like, wait, wait, wait. So you're fat shaming by working on yourself, bro? Is that yeah. what they were saying? Yeah. Okay. Yes. That's- yeah. This is that's. So if you go to the gym, oh. if you work out, yeah. if you try to lose weight and, and critique your critique your physique, then yeah. you are a part of the issue, my guy. Huh. Yeah, I don't agree with that. I'm just right off rip. <laughs> like, I'm not I'm not calling anybody who's bigger than me, like names or anything, which I would never do. I, I've been big all my life. I'm like I am you know what, I'm gonna let you finish because yeah, I wanted I'm like, huh, that just threw me that threw me for a loop. <laughs> yeah. And I I just posted that just because it's it's funny, right? Where um it's detriment it's det- it's literally detrimental uh to have Oh, it's really literally detrimental to have that much weight on you when you're to the point of like being obese or whatnot um, and telling people that it's uh, wrong, immoral even to go to the gym. No, I'm saying working on yeah. yourself, not even in relation to anybody else. Uh, yeah. you don't, maybe you don't post anything. Maybe you don't even post your weight loss. Um, but saying like you, you work on yourself, that's I feel like that's, that's extremely problematic seeing, um, seeing stuff like that on the Internet. And it's promoting unhealthy lifestyles right i feel like as being where i'm from you know i'm saying being around the people who i'm attracted to they're um not not mean (laughs) definitely not mean but we joke a lot you know what i mean and being joked on i feel like has always been a motivation to the people myself and and people around me something oh you ain't got money that's going to encourage you to go get a job. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you're big. That's going to encourage you. Oh, you know what I'm saying? You ain't got the right shoes. That's going to encourage you to try and get shoes and whatnot. Um, and some situations are better than others. But specifically, uh, the, the shaming, per se, has been a big factor in <laughs> a lot of people losing weight. You know what I mean? Whether yeah. it be self-shame or, or external shame, um, which is interesting. Which is interesting. It's a really interesting time we're in when when it comes to to weight and beauty standards in general. I don't think yeah. that I necessarily want to be beautiful. I don't want to be a bad bitch. Um, no. However, <laughs> I do want to be healthy. And so throughout my journey, it's it's uh, I'm on a good track right now. And uh, we talked a little bit before about what everybody's doing to yeah, yeah. do what they need to do to be as healthy as possible. And I was just wondering what y'all was thinking about um, fat phobia. Fat phobia. Yeah, go ahead. But I would I'll say this right here. First and foremost, I'm a bit believer on loving yourself. For sure. Anything, love yourself, bro. Nobody big, small, tall, short, love yourself. But one of my inputs on uh being big, because you know, I'm I was actually, bro, I was big as shit, bro. Uh I mean, I kind of am big, but I was like yeah, you, you was un- uh, unhealthily big. Let's say that. Like, un- yeah, unhealthily big. But it's just, I just feel like, you know, being 
you know, unhealthily bed, bro, that shit takes a whole bunch of factors on yourself, bro. Like, I, I know people that was, you know, that was big, unhealthy. They had, you know, high blood pressure. I even knew people that died from that shit, bro. Yeah. They had heart attacks and shit from that shit, bro. It, you know, you feel me? And it's just like, you know, just taking in, 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 in consideration of your health. Yeah. So that shit will really? play a big role in your life, bro. Because that's like, I don't, me personally, I want to say this. You probably know some folks, but I never know a big person that lives past like 65 into their 70s. Nah, all the great, all the great comedians. Um, Patrice O'Neill. Oh, Patrice O'Neill. I was like, damn. Uh, we, oh, oh, I forgot. I'm forgetting his name, but he's from Ralphie May. Did Ralphie, I didn't really Ralphie know May. He died as well. Bro. He, did, he passed away, right? Rest even like the soul, big, bro. yeah. And then like even the big dude, uh, Gabriel, like the big uh, Not Gabriel dude, Iglesias. He, yeah, uh, no, he, he got he, he got smaller. That was like he took. Where I haven't like, seen I think, him in a while. Yeah, he he got he got somewhat smaller. He's not like I don't like like I don't really watch his stand up. It's not for me. But yeah, he got smaller uh, than what he was it used to be. Yeah. I don't find them funny. Oh, like, that's a whole different <laughs> subject. <laughs> um, nah, even, it, like if people like it, like I include Big Pun in that shit too. Like, yeah, yeah, Big Pun. Because like, when people ask about how he died, it's like yo, it was because he was big. Yeah, he had a heart attack, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that big shit. Hey, I mean, like you know, you can love yourself. Like, like I said, love yourself. But just taking in consideration of your health. And, like, when I was bad, bro, even with football, bro, like, hey, you know, I've been – right. you you remember me, Cal. I used to be skinny as shit, bro. Yeah. Yeah, I, I weighed 190. I, like, I weighed 190 at a time, bro. And it just, like – like, I, I experienced both playing football when I was smaller and big. And it's just, like, I felt better when I was smaller – and like yeah. the and you know, healthy, yeah. like you know, this healthy, bro. Like mm-hmm. nigga, like sprints and shit, bro. I used to breeze through them holes. Yeah, like, like shit, like shit, like that, bro. I used to go through them shit. Not just man. sprints, bro. Just walking up the stairs, bro. Like, like stamp, my stamina was up, bro. Yes, and it just like when I got big, like right now, I'm still working on this shit. But it's like oh. when a nigga got big, bigger, bro. It's like you no know, sprints became harder, harder. Oh yeah. Harder, bro. Like them bitches became harder, bro. Yeah, it's just like my stamina became low. But now I'm working on getting back in shape, bro. And oh. they used to damn near have a six pack, bro. Now that shit, yeah. <laughs> now that shit, like you know, gone. Yeah. <laughs> no, man, like, man, no, it'd be like that. And I've been big my whole life. I was always the tallest, biggest dude. I think Marquise maybe like t- trying to take my crown now. Um, cause I do like, what are you, well, how tall are you, Marcus? I'm six foot barely on a good day. Oh, oh yeah. We keep talking about this. Yeah. Cause I'm like six, one, six, two. Oh, you, you oh, definitely man, like six, two. You six, oh, two, yeah. six, three, six, two. Yeah. 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 Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. I'm six, three. I'm oh, six, three. Okay. Okay. Uh, tall ass. Yeah. Like, nigga. Uh, that's like my roommate. He's like six, like six, seven and shit. I'm like, yo, I feel, I feel disrespectful. My, my roommate's six, seven, two. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yo, I feel disrespectful when he reach over my hair or something. I'm like, yo, I'm right here. Yeah. <laughs> I am a person too. Yeah. No, so, like for the last like month or like actually like since quarantine started, since you sent me the first workouts, I've changed like my whole lifestyle for the most part. Mm-hmm. Like, um, 
because first of all, I'm going to let you know, like, yeah, I've been big my whole life. I'm a, like a big believer in loving the skin you're in. If you're happy with how you look, who am I to like come through and say some big words like that? That's on you. Um, uh, and then, so I've been losing weight. I've been doing the intermittent fasting. I cut out, like, I, I still eat red meat, but I don't eat as much red meat. I don't drink sodas anymore. Uh, I drink water. Got some red meat up. Yeah, I know. I drink water and tea. I intermittent fast where I don't eat until one. Like, your boy has 40 minutes before you have his first meal for the day. Um, right. I, don't, I don't eat from one to seven. I work out every Thursday now. Like, I play basketball. And I feel like two months ago, if I would have tried to play back when I was, like, trying to play basketball, I would have died on that court. Like, we were, we're playing full-court basketball. Yeah. Like, exactly, like, bro. Feeling yeah, like, better. Yeah, so like I feel like the best I've ever felt in my life currently. Like yeah. the like the the boy, my, my boy is trying to tell me I should try keto and stuff. Like maybe that's next. But hey, like you said, love the skin you're in. I don't think I, fat phobia is funny because I don't even when I hear fat phobia, I think it's fools. It's like yo, they see a fat person to get scared. Oh, that, that's oh, what man, I hear. Man, phobia is literally. Even yeah, like homophobia is just hilarious to me as a friend. Like, I'm not like oh, yeah. running away Homoph- from anybody that's no, gay. No. Homophobia <laughs> is like, oh, yeah, that's weird. It's like, yo, are you scared of gay people or do you just? I'm not just running like away from people. no fat person. I'm not running away yeah. from like, all these phobias. Yeah. Not- <laughs> because because arachnophobia, it's the fear of spiders. I'm like, yo, yeah. y'all. Like I was like, gay people are great, trans people are great. I don't know. Like, fat phobia is a weird thing. Like, you you scared of fat people? Like terrified. Uh, the bro, the funniest thing to me, right? Uh, on a less serious note, the funniest thing to me is uh, kinks. Right? Y'all know what a kink is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you know, I'm saying you have some things that you that you have something that you get your rocks off to, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> some of the kinks are wild, right? I didn't know that these things were like such a big thing until I watched uh, this episode of uh, American Dad where they had oh, guys yeah. and then a midget got stuck up his ass or some shit. <laughs> um, and so I was just like, bro, is this real? Bro, it's so I started weird Googling shit. Out there, bro. I started Googling shit, bro. People like to watch like uh, big women eat like to get, uh, like some people like to lick toilet seats and shit like that. Whoa, and some people yeah. like yeah, people are bad. I was like, wow. I was like, wow, people are because okay. we can't kink shame either. Yeah, you like, uh, no kink shaming. No, ever, yeah. never. You know what I'm saying? Get your, yeah, get no, your box no, on. No, 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 no. I'm like, yo, it, but like I'm like, yo, if I don't like it, I don't like it. Yo, it, it's up to you. Just don't be coming around here like talking yeah, about, yeah, yeah, I, I like I licked the toilet yesterday. Like, <laughs> Let me yo, lick the toilet. You know, I'm like, yo, get, nah, you got that's immediate ejected uh, out of the house. Like, <laughs> yeah, nah, you can't. Uh, think right. you one of the weirdest up. ones to me, bro, is like a like foot fetishes and shit, bro. That shit, yo, that's women shit. who do the bro, foot fetish bro, thing bro, are making bro, that bank. Shit get to me, bro. Uh, yo, I don't like. I, I don't I, like I, 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 they making bank, but it be yo, niggas that bro, fight all that the shit, bro. Are bank, bro. Yeah, like, yo, yeah, all bro, the fetishes, all but it's like, yo, who is taking pictures of feet? Uh, like it's like Nori said, they in the they in the group chat showing feet. It's like, yo, why, nigga? They got hand models, bro. They got hand like they have they have a fetish for everything, bro. But there's probably a fetish for every part of the body. Like niggas probably into wrists. Like let me see. Yo, I got I got the straight I got a straight ring finger fetish. It's like what? 
see your ankles, nigga. <laughs> like he, you, you just want to see a ring finger? Damn, yeah, oh, oh. just a ring. No, don't put anything else in the yeah, picture. Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. But once again, it's the only thing we stop at is, yo, the, we're not letting, like you said, be you. The only thing we ain't letting slide is, hey, uh, like it was. I, I hope it was a meme. I, where it's like, oh, people are saying they're trans age. I was like, no, no, bro, that's, that's not a, just, that's not a meme. Nah, that's, that a, that's, is, that's a real thing, bro. That's a real thing. I was like, because that sounds like a fancy workaround around of trying to say, yo, I like kids, and no, nah, we we're not doing that. Yeah, oh, not at all, that. bro. Not at all. Like, yeah, li- live your life and love who you love and love what you love. And most of above all, love yourself. But more importantly, bro, you gotta. There, there's certain things that you can't cross, man. Yeah. And that's one of the you, things that, like, that's one of those scare me. When, yeah. when, when you talk about um, the fluidity with, with some people's identity, I'm like, hey, look, you know, say you ain't gonna cross that line with no kids. And, and we can. And this is kind of a, a perfect segue into like human trafficking, bro. Yeah. Um, there were, I thought it was a, a lot more, but it turned out, you know, I mean, I'd be just reading a few headlines and shit and, and be catching topics for the week. And uh, sometime in the last week, the victims of sex trafficking were found uh, in Atlanta and, and knowing yeah. Atlanta being having the, one of the biggest airports in America and a and more importantly, has an international airport, one of the biggest yeah. international airports. And so, bro, it, it, it's, it disgusts me how a lot of topics come up, but sex trafficking and, and still children just ones. missing in general don't yeah. come up, right? It's like yeah, yeah. almost half a million kids missing in America. Um, yeah, do you guys, like, because they don't even do the Amber Alerts as much as they used to. They don't. Like, it's just, it's not paying attention to. It's weird. Yeah, man. Um, it's, so, it's so unfortunate. The scary thing is, right, it kind of brings up the question of when you have kids, how will you prevent something like this? Because I, I definitely don't want, I, I definitely don't want to raise my child, like, um, fearful of the world, right? I want them to be bold and and be one of the people to dominate uh, this game we call life. But at the same time, above all, I want safety for all kids. Um, and so it, it's so scary to see on social media, like social media has become basically a news source for what's going on in the world. All the time, bro, I see, oh, this person has been missing for this amount of time and this person, bro, that, that, that breaks my heart to know that this is so prevalent in America. Like, it just happens. Yeah, this is an advanced country. And, you know what I'm saying, these things are happening. This happens anywhere in the world. You know what I'm saying? It's even yeah. scarier. You know what I'm saying? If this is happening here, it's even scarier to think what's happening somewhere in another country. Bro, I don't know if y'all seen Hostel. But like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's, yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> that's the type of shit I think about when, when these things happen, right? Where someone is taken away from the, the comfortability of their normal life. And being yeah. subjected to somebody else's fantasy, right? Yeah. Anytime that happens, bro, that's unacceptable, and that that should be one of our biggest means of protection in this country is is protecting kids. Yeah, and then we gotta think like, what the hell else? Like, why are we not finding out? How are we not like realizing like, 
Oh, man, what was it, 2019? Like, there were a bunch of women who just disappeared. Yeah. Like, to the point, like, I didn't realize it was such a problem until, I don't know if you guys ever watched The Walking Dead, but there used to be this actor on The Walking Dead, and she quit acting so she could get into helping find people who've been, like, sex traffic and human mm-hmm. traffic. Um, and she, like, she brought home, like, over, like, 300 people so far just working with them like helping fund them and shit but this year with everything else going on with the protest with like us trying to find justice for like all these people we are finding more and more information like even here in san diego like san diego like has so many ships coming in and out of it like it's easy for people to come in la has an international airport um, we it, it, it's wild. People are getting snatched up in broad daylight. Like, nice. like in, in Mission Valley, they had something. They're like, "Yo, make sure your kids are aware." We gotta yeah. go back to. It seems like we might have to go back to being. Um, because I grew up in a time where it's like, "Hey, man, see something, say something," or like, uh, I "See something, hey, say something, see like, something, do something, do something." And that is the problem with, like, yo, this, I know this ain't on to the human trafficking thing. I was on Twitter the other day. There was this dude who, like, they, they, they blocked it out, thankfully, who attempted to rape a woman yeah, at a on the train station. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yo, why are you recording? I'm, like, I am now 100% right. with everything going on. Beat a motherfucker's ass. Yeah? But make sure somebody's recording so you have legal rights. So if dude tried to sue you, I guess. But... But I just feel like yeah. so many people just stuck on like social media, bro. That shit go back to social media. Like you, when you brought it before, uh, like brought it up before, how you said like people not focusing on the human trafficking shit. Yeah. It's because it's like you know, hella folks is on social media, Instagram, this and that. Mm-hmm. What's the huge social media platforms put out? You feel me? Like, what's trending? Like, what's trending? Mm-hmm. That's what they all going to put out. Trending, trending, trending. And that's what people going more, uh, you know, focus on more than what's really, like, that's really taking effect on other shit. You feel me? Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, with the uh, with the uh, lady, bro, it just, I just feel like, uh, like, you getting raped in broad daylight and folks just recording. That's even like when nigga, like, fucking... You seen a nigga finish stabs and shit, like niggas stop the niggas and shit, bro. It just people just want to record for attention or just to say like, oh shit, I saw this happen. This and that. Like nigga, take action, bro. Say that. Yeah. No, no, that's I'm like, yo, I'm now on the point, like, hey, I already told most of the homies, I'm like, my greatest ambition is this. I, I'm doing what I want to do with my life. I don't want to be a DJ, but if I see something going wrong, somebody like attacking, like somebody because they're trans, somebody, oh, it's smacking nigga season now officially. I'm I'm so against, I, like I'm so against bully behavior, bro. It just yeah. it feels something in me that just. You know what I'm saying? That's not cool. You know what I'm saying? Regardless of who it is, bro. Don't I don't like people ganging up on people. Nobody. Unless you know what I'm saying pedophiles and shit like that, like people who deserve it, someone beating up a woman, whoop yeah, their yeah. ass. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I just feel like no. if the nigga just like 
nigga is just innocent as fuck and you trying to you know bully the nigga yeah. or some shit bro i would cover that bitch superman your ass yeah. <laughs> like, like I, said, I think we gotta go back to the time where we just like i'm hey i want a legal disclaimer just yo if you gotta beat somebody ass if you see somebody like trying to grab up a child um yeah, yo, you make sure you stop that shit. Like, you're yeah, like, do everything in power to stop that. Because there'll be people recording shit. Um, y'all got chill. Like, damn. They've been recording children and stuff? No, I what, see, bro, I actually seen a video of, uh, uh, like, what happened was the lady is getting snatched up by like two niggas, bro, into the bed. Yeah. Uh, like I seen that shit, bro, and niggas was just recording, bro. Niggas was just yeah. I, I don't get that mentality, man. Like it's not in me to like because some people's first reactions like, yo, I gotta get this on. Like, you know what I mean? I, I some sometimes it's good, but it's like, yo, now, nah, man, y'all need to like stop people. Like <laughs> this shit wow. is like, it's getting out of hand. Like, and we we I wonder what we as a people or even our government what we can do to like like stop this human trafficking why is the, the, the why is the news not more out there like yeah. why are we like we have to, we have to remember that the the news sorry to cut you off bro yeah, we no, have no, to remember I, I, that, I was that the news is a business right and they have already they have historically operated on um controversy and the big stories right and so whatever's big happening, that's what they're going to, if sex trafficking is going up, like if you notice, there's a little bit more of it in the news right now, um, kind of in due, uh, kind of due to the gasoline, whatever this bitch name is, um, case with the, uh, the Epstein stuff. Um, but I feel like, unfortunately, there's going to have to be some type of new implementation of surveillance, right? I don't, yeah. I'm not big on, Yes, I'm not yeah, big on surveillance, but for yeah, we, own yeah. personal use, like if there's some type of way to track your kid, you know what I mean? Apple Watch or, you know, so not saying specifically Apple Watch, but some type of device like the Apple Watch or, or phone. I don't, I'm not into giving young kids uh, electronic devices like that, Damn. but, oh, but oh, yeah. you know what I mean? It, it, there's... We need a system. Yes. We, like, we, r- we, rather we, that be... Because we have all this military power. Why don't we use th- these funds that we're using to prepare for for war at every turn, for war within our own countries, these civil issues that are going on in our own communities, bro? Like, they should have some type of force, some type of, uh, of uh, watch committee to watch these neighborhoods at night. Oh, we know that this many people have been snatched from this area. Then they should be trying to prevent that at all costs, bro. It seems like these and, and, cause I, and a lot of times like we have to look at the fact that these are minorities that are being snatched up right? a lot of minorities there's a lot of like minority a lot of minority women and it's not cool bro that they kind of neglect us you know what I'm saying at every yeah. turn and, and, and this kind of goes to show that this is the time where we don't need to be talking about action but we need to be doing action at least amongst our own communities because they've shown yeah. us that they're, they're not doing much for us we we voting for these people. We're putting these people in offices, but they're not doing much for uh, the communities that are putting these people in office. You know what I mean? We have to we have to do more ourselves. 
And he's protesting. whooping a nigga ass. So far, bro. And that's why I'm like, when, especially like right now, where people are like, y'all throw the whole year away. I'm like, nah, fuck that. We're finding out shit we need to know. Um, I'm like, nah, yo. It's bringing yeah. light a lot of stuff. Yeah. Like, I didn't realize how bad the, the thing was. Uh, the, the human trafficking was. Like, I'm glad we know. But, yeah, we, we it, it's showing, like, nobody's really talking about a lot of this at Congress. And my bad, if I'm not informed. Maybe somebody is, and they're just being, like, pushed down. But, yo, man, we, we got to be careful. Like, you got to teach your, teach them young, even women. Like, like, for me, especially being from, like, the hood, I was talking to Earl about this the other day. I'm aware of like the exits, uh, wherever I go somewhere, my like attack patterns, like you like it's wild that we have to think about this. If a shooting goes down, it's like okay, we could do this and this. Like everywhere I go, I, I think like that. I, I, I don't want instinct, yeah, gotta have that instinct. I'm like we come from a we come from the 100 the ghetto. Like if I'm yo, know, I'm not as me and Earl. I'm not trying to get caught slipping. I'm not lacking. Ain't nobody sleeping me. Ain't no. I don't have enemies like that. I'm a nice dude. I don't even like. But uh, I'm also even. Like I don't want none of them problems. No, none I'm of those problems. I'm, yeah. I'm not gonna get caught laughing. <laughs> I'm, like I'm not about to be caught slipping. Not whatsoever. Like, but and also I'm like, yo, if I see somebody attempting to even like snatch up a kid, because there's like once again there's like, but these are surveillance videos. There's like surveillance videos of people like snatching up people in front of their people. And like just jumping in, grabbing them. Like I'm like, yo, black women, be safe out there, y'all. I know it sucks to have to always just as women in general, like, but especially black women, it must suck to be in fear all the time. And I'm like, yeah, um, yes. and have to like, yo, I gotta have a bodyguard now when I go out. Like, yo, what the fuck? Like, yo, I don't know. I just want to go out and be be by myself, but I can't with how things are right now. That's why if I have a daughter or a wife, bro, like even with my daughter, bro, when she get old enough, bro, I'm giving it. I'm, I'm giving. I'm gonna buy her ass a strap, like on some real shit. No, for oh, sure. Yeah, I'll buy her a strap. My wife, she gonna have to have one too. Man, we all need to have self defense classes and, and uh, oh. gun licenses and uh, yeah. classes, bro. Yeah. Just, no, just for survival, bro. Like we, we, our community is too vulnerable to not be able to have those. Um, ability, the ability to protect ourselves. Yeah. Legally, too. You know what yeah. I mean? No, Put 100%. Some... Go, go get hey. your gun license. Go learn, take some shooting courses. Um, mm-hmm. Yo, like, like Killer Mike said it best. He was like, um, yo, are y'all really ready for a revolution? Because I don't know how many of you motherfuckers know how to grow your own food, how many of you guys know how to shoot, how many of you know how to self-sustain yourself. Um, exactly. So, oh, and that just, <laughs> hey man, I got one going on right now. Um, <laughs> you know, I was like, so no man, that's one thing to think about. Just as like, and not even like as as black people, like black people especially, because it seems like every time we get up on something, like the other the other people are already up on it. So we gotta like we gotta move the haters. Yeah, yeah, we gotta we gotta move a little faster. Even with the, I think. I, like I said, I see, I, like, I, I got to read my news, cite my sources, like it's a college paper. Shout out to the family. I think 39 families that bought like 20 acres of land in Georgia. Yeah, 39 families 
Yeah. Uh, the biggest black owned, the two biggest black owned banks just combined. Yeah. yeah. Great black right, shit, right. bro. Um, yeah. Real quick, let's just finish this out with this yeah. last little topic. So let's get into our conspiracy theory bag. Oh, uh, you guys about to have me on this one because I don't have it. Uh, um, so the Snapchat face swap thing, right? Oh. So yeah, we talked a little bit about this um, in pre-pro. Um, and so we all remember Snapchat, you know what I'm saying? You're able to take a picture from, uh, it, it, I think it started off as taking a picture from your photos or whatnot and then putting it on your face and then you it put face on like. It. Uh, two people on the camera and then switching the face or some shit like that. Yeah. Um, but it kind of evolved, right? And so we've always known, or at least uh, us three have always known that they've used this in some ways, right? In Star mm-hmm. Wars, CGI, p- uh, putting faces on, making people younger. Um, mm-hmm. As well as in the Fast and Furious movie, they damn near had to put his face on his younger brother, I believe it was. Yeah, yeah, I think um, both brothers, yeah. But that's so, it's just so wild to see how technology has came. Um, but the specific use of this scares me, right? Because we're in a time of providing evidence through mm-hmm. visual medium. Oh, um, that's 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 what we always see now, where you're verified if you're able to prove it, um, by showing it to people, and so. If someone isn't there and someone quote unquote recorded something, then they can just put somebody else's face on it and be like, oh, this is what they said. I got them on record. That's type of shit that scared me. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. That's type of shit that scared me. I want to, I never thought about that. Now now I got the whole new fear in my head. <laughs> one one thing too, bro, it's just crazy how far like, you know, technology and computer had came. Cause you know, bro, it's a website. That could generate people face that doesn't exist. Yeah. Yes. So they, also with voices too. Also with voices. <laughs> Remember they did that whole Joe Rogan podcast with uh, a deep fake and uh, they use a computer to generate how he talks and make him say things like, yeah. And it wasn't Joe Rogan at all. It was yeah, a bro. So, yeah, analyzing his word patterns. Yeah. Um, so the, and also analyzing his vocal patterns in order to yeah. generate his uh, voice. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. So now that's one thing. Like, man, it's, it sounds because it's evolve or die, right? But maybe we shouldn't be doing things like where like people catfishing was a problem. You already got mm-hmm. one, and like, see, now I'm like thinking like, you know, this this catfishing shit could also be. Yeah, that lead into some human trafficking yeah. shit. People catfishing in real life. They, they be uh, they, they, transgender people be catfishing in real life. But um, regard, for real though, like with this type of technology, it's just interesting how technology has evolved, right? I don't know if you um, peeped that um, flight simulator that Microsoft had put it out. They had worked with this uh, Australian company. And they worked with Bing to generate realistic uh, mapping of the entire world oh. into this flight simulator where you're literally able to see your house from the sky, right? Where these types of in- uh, integrations of technology into the real world, where they're trying to, I feel like society is moving where they're, well, we've always seen this inside movies, inside sci fi, where they're trying to integrate 
technology literally into people, right? We see yeah. this in our day lives where we're using phone. A computer is literally attached to us uh, at all points of the day. Yeah. Um, and so now they're literally trying to uh, morph humans and technology into one being. So it's yeah. it's interesting, interesting stuff, my guy. Yeah. Oh yeah, we gotta be careful. I like it's always be careful, but, but especially with new technologies like self-driving cars, just be aware technology. Um, yeah, just be aware. Like I said, especially with like things where you need evidence. Um, that brings up a whole nother thing, even in the legal system, um, where they gotta like probably do even more things. But if you, you can also create a deep fake, there should be technologies to tell you. Well, it's like, oh yeah, that's fake. That's yeah, not um. And it's like me putting my face on like fucking Edis Elba's body, and like, oh yeah, now I'm, I'm I'm doing movies now. It's like yo, and then that also comes with a whole nother. Oh, thing. is your body dark skin, but you're light skin? Yeah, your brown skin. But, but that's the thing. That also comes into a thing where it's like, hey man, now they're about to try to buy. They're gonna like that's another like conspiracy theory now too. They're gonna try to buy your images to you or the rights to your images after people die. So they're gonna be yeah. like, yo, the Tupac somebody owns the Tupac estate. Yo, let's put Tupac in movies. It's like, yo, what? Like that fool's dead. It's like yeah, now no, we that's disrespectful. Yeah. Oh no. Like even like yeah, they about to start doing all types of shit. So we'll see. Nah, that's that's super disrespectful. Damn. Oh. Um, but yeah, that that was you know what I'm saying? If y'all got any other topics, y'all want to talk about anything else, y'all can get it out and we can start that up. But if not, let's go ahead yeah. and end this guy real quick. Yeah, man. Uh, I was like, hey, your boy's still tired. I was out till four. So, you know. Uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> yes, sir. That was, that was the uh, podcast for this time uh, or for today. Uh, episode 16. We're done. I appreciate you coming on, DJ Root. Um, and as always, uh, the little inch bill. I believe we live in a black and white world, meaning there's definitive right and wrong. Um, this interpretation of this black and white is what we call the gray. As people, we have different ideologies, points of views, and struggles that shape this gray into the reality that we individually live together. So move with love and agree to disagree. That was a convo with Keith and Chris. <laughs> yeah, have a good one. Peace. Yep.